season, motherfuckers. All month long we're talking masters of horror Looking for boobs and blood Then look no farther The acting is really bad But that's no bother That's what you get with masters of horror I scream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream Damn thing, family sounds like pro-life Right to die, V word, dream cruise Washington Crew fly, black cat, meatloaf, skeletons Valerie, you and me, oogling, boobies Skinned alive, stabbed in eyes Melted with no black guys In this show, it's fucked pro Life's balls suck. Goop monsters, what the fuck? Meat loafs, out of luck. Titty bags, evil clowns, angry men. Don't look now, suburban dads. Got some guns, and there are evil Washingtons. Super hearing, bad car steering, cruising ships, dipshits. Bad directing, intersecting, random clues are connecting. Angry men, aliens, and Edgar Allan Poe. And money's gotta go. Dirty dog and Jay Honcho. Take the mic, bring some bars, and tell them about those B list stars. How'd they get these fucking actors in this show? They call it Master of Horror, but they don't even know McGarris on the practical effects. Every episode you watch, you're gonna get some sex. Talking boobies, talking blood, talking angry suburban dads and CGI mud. Talking boobies, talking blood, talking angry suburban dads and CGI mud. Hot wife in a coma around Perlman working for Satan. Edgar Allan Poe and his cousin that he be dating. Washington eating kids up like they was bacon. Hey, hey. Raccoon Pelts, Bible Belt, the B-Sex scenes in me to hell, abortion clinic, violent pandemic, secretarial hit and quit it. Recommend the show to any human being. We did the leg work and took one for the team. Check out our reviews. It's a straight up scream. Jay Honcho and Money and Dirty Dog 3. Talking boobies, talking blood, talking angry suburban dads and CGI mud. Talking boobies, talking blood, talking angry suburban dads and CGI mud. Stop the beat a minute. Jay Honcho coming in hot. It only stops so I could tell y'all to make the beat drop. Iron sides, fangs are wide, try to make it out alive Cops got limp, what a simp, goo monster eats him like shrimp Demon god, slinging rod, cause he's played by Tony Todd Perlman's gats, meatloaf's fat, sexy lady jacuzzi trek Northern Cheers is hiding bodies in his mailbox Hope the hot neighbor will start to suck on his cock Hearing problems, Alan Poe, don't know how far it'll go Jay Honcho talking, now you know, this show ain't got no bankroll Talking boobies, talking blood Talking angry suburban dads and CGI mud. Talking boobies. Talking blood. Talking angry suburban dads and CGI mud. Hello and welcome. We've made it, people. Here we are. The end of the Masters of Horror. The gentleman who somehow survived this trip with me, our Josh from Four Nerds by Nerds. How's it going? We're in the promised land, people. I'm not the same man I was when we started this. (laughs) And of course, Chris from the Geek People. Hello, hello. We have... Been through the valley of the shadow of death, and we've come out on the other side still here. So we watched all of these movies between March 
and I think September. So that's a lot of fucking movies to have watched. And uh, we're going to be a little transparent here. We recorded the final episode a long time ago and <laughs> the audio went bad. So we're re-recording it days before you hear this. So we are a little murky on some details. But you know what details were not murky on? The experience and also the fact that we made a rap song about this series. <laughs> and we got recognized by Mick Garris, who does the practical effects for these uh, on Twitter. He's the showrunner. I mean, oh, technically, yeah. he's in yeah, charge he's, of everything. Uh, yeah, Greg Nicotero, he does those, but the uh, Mick Garris. <laughs> I I'm just now realizing that I said the showrunner was in charge of the practical effects in our rap song. How did no one fact check yeah. <laughs> me on this? Yes, yeah, so I didn't. I thought it was somewhat applicable, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, when he says we got recognized, uh, I did hashtag Masters of Horror and hashtag Mick Garris, and he happened to notice it. So that was kind of cool, I guess. And uh, he just was like, Pelts was a real uh, challenging part of my career or some shit. <laughs> yeah, you don't say, Mick. <laughs> it was really challenging for us as well. <laughs> those, those celestial raccoons. That was a real hard concept to bring to life. Yeah, because it was on the Pelts episode and he was just like a tweet length reminiscence about it. Like very short, just like, Oh yeah, I remember that one. That was a weird time in my career. <laughs> and uh, essentially is what he said. So, yeah, that was, uh, so we, at the end of, I think the second or third episode, we made a joke in March of 2021. And it's now October in March. We uh, made a joke that it was like, yeah, and Miles is about to drop some sick rap right now. And we talked about it for too long for me to chop it out. So I was like, fuck, I got to make a rap song. And then I was like, well, if I'm making a rap song, you guys are making a rap song, too. And we put that shit together in like a week. Yeah, people, have you ever promised to do something and then seven months has passed and everyone has forgotten about it? (laughs) (laughs) That happened to all of us. (laughs) Yep. So, um, what was the, uh, the, we'll get to the movie in a minute, but uh, what was the experience like for you guys? Like, I just kind of came to you and was like, this is a situation. What, like, how did you guys respond? Well... I sat down at my desk and I was like, it's been a little bit since I've rapped, but <laughs> you know, my boy miles has come a calling and I'm not going to let him down. And, uh, miles had already done his verse when I started writing mine and I was just cracking up because I was like, anyone who doesn't know what master of horror is, is just going to be like, what the fuck is like, he's just saying words right now. But you know, yep. between us three, we were we were living it up. We were hamming it up listening to that. I I really enjoyed your verse, and uh, so I was like, "All right, let's let's see what I can put together." And um, you know, it took a little bit of time. I think I probably put in like an hour or so, like writing and recording and getting the timing right and everything. Um, but yeah, uh, that was it was fun. I'm glad we did it. <laughs> I I remember it fondly. Miles asked me to rap for him, and I walked into my kitchen, poured myself a stiff drink, and I said, does he ask too much? 
<laughs> then after taking a, a large haul off of that glass of whiskey, I said, never. <laughs> <laughs> then I laid down some fat bars <laughs> for my number one home. Anything for my boy. Oh, thank you guys so much for doing it. Um, audience on Spotify, if you go to the episode that is High on Horror by or Masters of Horror by High on Horror, uh, there's a poll going on there right now as to who came the hardest in the rap song, and it ends on Halloween. So you have until then to cast your votes, and I will publish it on Twitter. That's Masters with eight Zs. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> So I looked up Mick Garris just because I was curious because I had seen something that he had done recently on Shudder and he was one of the producers on Eli Roth's History of Horror, which is on my list of things to watch. And then I scrolled down and I found Masters of Science Fiction. Oh, shit. What? Wait, what? What? Which is another show that he did. And it's the same concept as Masters of Horror, but it's a sci-fi after 2007. Oh my God! What? Hold <laughs> the fucking phone! Who's starring oh in these man. episodes? It's CCH Pounder. <laughs> it's int- Bob Hoskins. <laughs> <laughs> it's introduced each each episode is introduced by Stephen Hawking. Are you kidding? I'm not. I literally. Oh my God! I was like, as soon as I saw this, I was like, all right. I gotta, I gotta tell the guys. I gotta tell the guys. This is you're getting live reactions here, and it's got. How do you ask somebody who can't talk to narrate your TV program? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That's like asking Stevie Wonder to read the script. <laughs> oh no! Apparently, the guy who played Dr. Loomis in Rob Zombie's Halloween is in one of these, Malcolm McDowell. Oh, hell yes. This is, yeah, that's right up his alley. What? To video. They, got, they got Sean Astin in one of these? You kidding oh. me? <laughs> oh. He, he must have pulled himself away. It's me. It's just Sam. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we, might need to, we might need to watch these. I'm going to fucking find the box set next Christmas. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, coming in not October of next year, because I'm thinking that the, uh, what was the nine films to die for or whatever? Oh, I remember that. AMC those. After Dark? Some shit like that. Like, it was, I remember seeing them at Blockbuster around the same time period as these movies, and it's like, maybe that's next year. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> I, I can't decide between that and all 14 puppet master movies <laughs> that might get a little samesy <laughs> i can't uh, i can't make you guys do anything you don't want to do but that's where my head's at uh, <laughs> so uh what do you guys before we like get too deep into this what do you guys think of the movie dream cruise do you guys remember it i remember most of the details but i'm a little fuzzy um yeah, vampire guy from Vampire Diaries uh, is banging his, I don't think boss, I think Asian business associates wife. Yeah, he's trying to like close a deal with this guy, and he's- He's a client. He's banging a client's wife. Which yeah. is crazy. And... His brother also drowned. <laughs> yes, his brother drowns at the beginning, 
and uh, there's like he's like you just hang on and he doesn't or some shit and that comes back into play later at the very end of the movie um there's okay so that happens then it cuts to him being a grown-up and uh so he's a grown-up and he's at work and he gets a phone call it's like you need to meet me on my boat and uh all the while he's seeing visions of his little brother constantly there's he's just being berated by this little brother ghost do you remember this yeah this movie's basically the grudge on water (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Grudge too. Cruise control. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, he goes to this boat where his client is, and it's his client, his wife. But his client obviously knows that they're banging, and he's like, "Come on my boat with me." And it turned out that that guy killed his wife or some shit to get all the money he has. And married his mistress, and now his mistress is his wife, but she's seeing someone else on the side, and that's the American guy, right? Something like that? Yeah, and his ghost wife is trying to kill all of them, while the guy's also trying to kill all of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he gets, like, possessed at some point, and tries to kill him with an anchor. That anchor looked fucking deadly. Yeah, he's swinging around like a (laughs) pickaxe. Yeah, also, wasn't he, um, I just wanted to comment, you, you start your relationship founded in infidelity, and, you know, that's that's some comeuppance there. Um, right? But, yeah, him him with the anchor, <laughs> the one part that I, first of all, this is the longest movie out of all of them. Like, this is like a full-length film. It's an hour and a half. Yeah. It's, it's so long. Um, <laughs> I've lost all semblance of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my favorite part of this, though, is when the the Japanese business or like the, you know, the husband or whatever, he goes over the side of the boat to go and get like seaweed out of the propeller. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Please take it away. That's that's when he like gets possessed. You tell him about it. Well, he goes <laughs> down and he starts like unwrapping it and then it like wraps around him and. Uh, and like holds him in place and then the boat motor turns on and you don't really see anything that happens and like maybe you see some blood I can't even remember but the the it, the hair is what's in it and it reaches out and it grabs him when he goes to untangle it mm-hmm. and the uh, American guy as well as the wife of his client are on the boat and she's like let's just leave him immediately yeah, yeah. Like, he's dead let's go yeah <laughs> And then he comes back, like, right when, like, the American guy's like, no, we can't do that, blah, blah, And she's like, no, we need to. And he's, like, starting to really think about it. And then the the husband, like, gets back on the ship. I thought that was probably right, the right, highlight right. of the whole film, in my opinion. That and then, obviously, when his yeah. face slides apart. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the surprise part, was, like, when the thing reached out and grabbed him. So this one, I happened to be at my parents' house. And they were like, we want to watch it, too. I was like, you do? Uh, okay. This is where you get I'm it. telling you, it's. Go- I was like, this is going to be bad. I promise you. And when that happened, all of us were like, ooh. Like, we all reacted to it. And it was like, okay, it's getting real. And then by the end of this, my mom looked at me and she went, what about that was masterfully done? <laughs> and- <laughs> I was like, I told you it's not good. But, yeah, so he uh, he gets possessed by the ghost in the water. He tries to kill everybody with an anchor. He locks his wife in the bathroom and it starts to fill up with water. 
<laughs> and this is like a it's like a fucking airplane bathroom. It's not it's like a normous thing. <laughs> and it just it fills with water and as she's drowning she gets visions from the guy's murdered wife where she just lays out the plot of everything that happened before the movie and how she he was like murdered her and stuff to get the money. And uh meanwhile, homeboy is fighting with the evil businessman and uh he chops his arm off with a meat cleaver <laughs> and then he like falls apart, right? Yeah, like his head, like his body or whatever I guess is being held together by the spirit. Uh so like he had been torn up by the the boat propeller and then just like literally falls into pieces like he's been like sashimied. Little Japanese term thrown in <laughs> <Yes>. there. <laughs> <laughs> Sashimi, yes. And then the funniest part of the movie happens. Josh, do you remember the funniest part of the movie? Uh, is this where they get in the water? No, this is where the arm comes to life. Oh, fights with the arm. I forgot. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about the crawling hand. <laughs> He's fighting with a. a, a bodiless arm and he's losing <laughs> getting his ass kicked by an arm but he eventually throws it overboard i think and he gets his wife or his girlfriend out of the water so there's no more evil businessman um and then the rest of it is all kind of just like oh it's like the ring except on a boat i don't remember the details from there once he gets his wife out of the water i think we also forgot to mention that one of the reasons why jack couldn't uh, the American guy couldn't help the the chick Yuri in the bathroom as she's drowning is because he's fighting that arm. There's like yes, a long exactly. drawn out confrontation. <laughs> felt felt very account of Monte Cristo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, the movie goes on to they're like at one point they're like crawling around in the like bottom of the boat where like the mo- the engine and stuff are. And there's like an evil woman spirit chasing them. The boat ends up sinking. And as they're like, they f- they're fighting with the ghost lady in the water. And his the soul <laughs> of his dead little brother swims up and saves them from the evil spirit lady. Yep. And then they get found and they become sailors after that. That's what they do. And he drops flowers in the water for his brother. <laughs> yeah. Saying, thanks for saving my life. <laughs> So apparently I'm reading this was filmed like we saw the full 90 minute version of this. But apparently when it actually aired on Showtime, they had like a 60 minute cut of it. Lucky bastards. Yeah. (laughs) And and literally all of our complaint about this film was like in pretty much every Masters of Horror episode is like this could have been about half the time that it took uh, to not pretty much. Every single one. <laughs> every single one. Like, as I've been listening and editing all these, every single one were like, well, that definitely was a half an hour too long. Yeah. But I will say, like, overall, in terms of, like, a story, I didn't mind the story of this one that much. There was, like, a little bit too much going on when you've got, like, the the husband who's being cheated on, who wants to kill them like independent of the spirit. And then the spirit also embodies him. And then you also got the drowned brother ghost that comes back into play at one point. Um, But like there were some positives to this one. This is definitely not one that I like had great disdain for outside of it being an hour and a half. It definitely drags like a motherfucker though. 
So it, this movie really, uh, this episode of this show really tells you about the profound effect the movie The Ring and the movie The Grudge had on the genre for a while that like this was kind of the only thing that was like big for a bit you know what i'm talking about yeah i hated it i hated the 2000s so much <laughs> it was garbage <laughs> i so like i was like a preteen uh like tween at this point when uh like the grudge and the ring were coming out and then like all of the other you know demonic or haunted objects movies um so this was like my regular like go to the go to the movies without an adult with all my friends pg-13 horror flicks so they have a special place in my heart um however now as an adult going back watching them i still love the ring personally the grudge is okay uh it has some creepy parts but i really really enjoyed the japanese originals like ringu and i think it's called juan um those movies are good and they're fucking scary. Like I, I legitimately would, would recommend watching them if you haven't seen them. Ringu is intense. I remember really liking Ringu. Um, but at the same time, like I was also a tween, like this is the double lots we're talking about here. So like just trying to make it through any horror movie was a challenge back then. I'd be interested in watching it in my adult life and seeing how I feel about it now. But if it's anything like the movie we just watched, <laughs> it's dog shit. I can assure you that both those movies are better than this one by a long shot. <laughs> so the director of this one, the only other credit I could find was he did a, a Ring prequel called Ring Zero. And that's it. I haven't seen that shit. Have you seen that shit? No. No. So he's a master of horror because... He exists. <laughs> They're like, we got a Japanese guy to say he'll make a version of The Ring. Let's not only do it, but give him the biggest budget and make it the longest episode. And you had to fly to Japan to shoot it. <laughs> right. They're like, we'd like to get the guy who did The Ring or The Grudge, the original Japanese ones, but we'll settle for this guy who did the prequel that nobody has even heard of. Exactly. Like... What the fuck? So, like I said, the profound effect the ring had on it, like, that's the only scenario that, or else Mick Garris just wanted to go to Japan real bad and needed a reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> they could have had Michael Bay do this movie. That would have been a weird movie. <laughs> the ship would explode at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, of the rating system, how many. Scary anchors, would you give Dream <laughs> Scary Cruise? anchors. Uh, I'd give it a two. <laughs> two? I'd give it two and a half. If it wasn't so damn long, it would probably be a solid <laughs> three because, like I said, I felt like the story wasn't bad on this one and the monster was kind of like pretty spooky. I mean, Japanese woman with long black hair freaks me out. But uh, yeah, two and a half. It seemed like I gave it two and a half hours of my life. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I totally lost interest for the last half hour of the movie. Like, I just couldn't do it very much anymore. And if not for the arm scene, I would be giving this a two. But because the arm scene was so incredible, I'm going to give it a three out of five. The arm scene was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, yeah, it was not great, but that arm scene was so fucking funny. So 
It's like, thank you guys for doing this bullshit with me. This was a slog. You guys made it through like champions. Thank you so much. Yeah, this comes with a caveat, <laughs> Miles. Me and Chris want a goddamn blood oath that we don't have to hear about <laughs> Masters of Horror ever fucking again. <laughs> <laughs> what about next year when we do Masters of Science Fiction? Then you could talk about that show. <laughs> apparently, I was looking at the reviews for it, and apparently that one got... It's only six episodes long, and apparently the, the highest rated one on IMDb is 6.9. Who's the star? <laughs> uh, let's see... I will. Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. He's the <laughs> renegade. <laughs> I, I still don't know who that nope. is. It was like a shitty 90s biker show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Judy Davis and Peter Bryant. Nope. <laughs> Peter Bryant was the army drill sergeant from the Sonic the Hedgehog movie in 2020. And he's also the principal from Riverdale. Nope. No idea. Okay, anyway, so um, thank you guys for doing this Masters of Horror shit with me. It was super fun. We fucking wrote a rap song, and we created an entire podcast out of this. How can you not want to hear about this ever again? (laughs) Because these memories are burned into my soul forever. (laughs) (laughs) I need not a reminder. Like... I will never forget the Washingtonians. That's for damn sure. And I'll never forget Tony yeah. Todd just raw dogging Valerie, like mercilessly. <laughs> On the stairs. Mercilessly for like five minutes. I was like, how the fuck did they put this on television? <laughs> so gross. So, okay. We got to have the power rankings here. So I want to know the one you liked the most and the one you liked the least. The uh, Just for us, like, as I was listening to it, all we had to say about Black Cat was that it wasn't good. The cat getting its eyes gouged out was disturbing. And the best kill in the whole series is in it because the guy buries an axe in his wife's face. <laughs> yeah. So that I had forgotten all about all that shit. But everything else you guys should have heard by now. So. All right, guys. Favorite ones and worst ones. Let's do uh, let's do favorite one or worst ones first. Which one do you think we should do first? I'll tell you which one I know is the worst. All right, which one's the worst? It started with a whimper. The damn thing from Toby fucking Hooper. <laughs> that was the dumbest shit. I took the screw fly solution over that one, and that had to be one of the stupidest <laughs> endings of anything I've ever seen. <laughs> the damn thing with the mud monster, like early 2000s CGI, just no. It wasn't there. It was not God, there. God, no. Yeah, it's definitely, I don't know. I Yeah, I guess it's that one because it's not even like well made either. Like I did not like the last one, but. At least it's competently made. (laughs) My least favorite one was the one where the guy had super hearing. I thought that was the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. There's a point where he like goes to his son's grave and buries his hands in the dirt and pulls out fistfuls of worms because they were too loud for him for no reason. And he screams to the sky. And that's just a scene by itself with no connecting tissue whatsoever. Like that movie was terrible. That was bad. Yeah, that was not a good one. either. <laughs> what was your favorite ones? 
Probably Family. That one was actually like a decent movie. We gave it a low rating because we didn't know how bad they were to come. Yeah. I think my favorite would either be like the one that I actually enjoyed watching the most was probably Pro Life. Um, <laughs> but secondarily, I really liked the story of Valerie on the stairs. Uh, that five minutes demon sex steam scene was <laughs> kind of took me out of it a little bit. Um, what about the paper man at the end? That didn't bother <laughs> that you. Was the worst. <laughs> so stupid. Um, no reason for that whatsoever. I also liked Right to Die, and I'll leave it at that as to why. Um, we all yes. know why. Yeah, and uh, the Washingtonians will forever be with me just because of how ridiculously <laughs> hilarious that thing was. His daddy was that George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> those, those two uh, were definitely tied for number one for me, I think, because that uh, Right to Die was the only one with like a plot that legitimately had a conclusion and it didn't just like we didn't watch them like walk into a room and turn on a light and be like oh i didn't mean to go in here and turn it off and walk out you know what i mean like there wasn't a whole lot of fat on that one yeah so i like that one but the washingtonians is one of the most incredible programs i've ever seen in my life (laughs) (laughs) the fact that that it exists it both baffles and amazes me They wear wooden teeth. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, So, um, yeah. uh, Is there anything else that we got to say about this experience as a whole? If there was like one actual episode that I would recommend to people to watch just for the irony, it would be the Washingtonians. Yeah, get like really high and then throw that shit on (laughs) and fucking like just enjoy the ride <laughs> i was explaining the plot to trent and brandon over on the geek peak and they were cracking up they're like honestly you're like kind of selling us on this and i was like trust me it's not good but it's worth the watch there are three episodes of this i would recommend to people family if you just want to watch a cool episode of tv that's a little silly mm-hmm. but the washingtonians and then ice, you, we all scream for ice cream. Yeah. That's another one that is just, we had like a couple in a row that were just fucking hilarious. <laughs> Papa George. <laughs> and Papa George. <laughs> and his, his car and quesadillas and all that good stuff. Yeah. I don't remember. Is that the one where I was like, somebody's in my house and I had to like stop the recording <laughs> and go through my house and shit? Yeah. <laughs> Which episode was the one where there was like a fucking hostage situation across the street from your house? (laughs) That was uh, the first episode of High on (laughs) Horror. Or no, the Dog Soldiers episode of High on Horror. There was like gunshots and shit right outside my house. And then there was a police siege where they were like, there was like drones flying around and shit. No one was allowed to come out of their house. And like, it was fucking crazy. I'm like, welcome to York, PA. (laughs) And... (laughs) I witnessed all of that on on webcam and then still decided to go visit Miles' home. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, Mark, come out. We have your bird. Yeah. yeah. It was, they're like, we hear you just got a bird. Your mom says you can have another one if you come outside. <laughs> no shit. They said that to him, trying to get him to come outside. But what had already happened, Miles? He had already killed himself. <laughs>
I wasn't going to bring that part up, but yeah. The son had eaten the ice cream cone from the demon. <laughs> That's what it was. That guy took a bath with his knife. George Washington had already been there. <laughs> his twin brother moved in there. No shit. His twin brother moved into that house. It's the crazy, like, you can't make that shit up. It was fucking wild. There's a, anyway. there's a legit ghost living next door to Miles right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like this one better. He didn't. He doesn't shoot at people. So this got um, dark. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, crazy shit happened in the production of this show. Fucking Josh came down to Pennsylvania during the production of this show. That was awesome. Chris didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. What? One week and three days late before. Uh, I would uh, I would have met Miles and Josh before the end of Masters of Horror had we uh, not not recorded this before Halloween. That's true. We almost did this in person. That would be fucking wild. But we're doing a live stream and said, uh, "Do you guys uh, know the information about that live stream to throw to the audience?" Yes, it's going to be on High on Horror's uh, social media, and um. We're also going to put it on the Twitch channel that we have yet to make, but it will get made um, and on YouTube and Facebook. And we will be broadcasting on November the 5th, Friday night, November 5th. And that'll be at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to watch some Freddy versus Jason. And I'm going to chat with my boys and see them in person, put my hands all over their thighs and, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, all right. I didn't sign up for that one, but yes, all right, that's did. fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what we almost forgot to do for this episode? We almost. You see these buff military arms in person? You think you're going to be able to keep them off of you? <laughs> and still seven feet still long. Still not in the military, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, Tell that to your physique. <laughs> we we almost forgot to talk about whether or not this last episode had suburban angry suburban dads oh right yes no angry suburban dads. angry suburban husband though japanese business husband uh did we get any boobs did we get some boobage not a tit i don't think not even one booby and then we did get some gore so Thank you, Mick Garris slash yeah, the, Greg Nicotero. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Garris on the practical effects. I can hear it already. <laughs> Sing it, Chris. Um, All month long, we're watching the horror. horror. <laughs> <laughs> Talking boobies. Oh. Talking blood. Talking angry suburban dads and CGI mud. CGI mud. There are people like quoting that at us on fucking Twitter. That was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, we've talked about it. There was an ad for it at the beginning of this episode. We started a podcast called High on Horror. Um, do you guys want to cover those plugs and your own plugs for the shows that we participate in? Yeah, it's dope as fuck. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love our Twitter. show. I think it's great. I, I listen to every episode after after it gets put out because it's just funny as hell. It's so fucking funny. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's the best. Hey, you should hear the stuff we cut out. <laughs> <laughs> no, they should not. <laughs> Patreon, you want to pay for it? We'll give it to you. 
<laughs> follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, H on H Pod. And you can follow my other show, Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast, on Twitter, FMBN Podcast, and on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, FMBN, the number four and the letter U. And you can hear me, like we said earlier, on High on Horror and my other show, the Geek Peak Podcast, where we talk all things pop culture. We play games. We do movie and TV show recommendations. We do weekly song recs. We have beers and cocktails and tell you if they're good or bad. Um, and uh, recently we've been branching out. We even did like an alien conspiracy theory episode. Um, <laughs> that's uh, our website is geekpeakpod.com. You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at geekpeakpod. We post fire memes and we are very interactive. So come follow us and come, come chill with us sometime. I have an announcement. Surprise, fellas. You didn't know this was coming. I have uh, made the decision that I can not dedicate the time to edit Toast of the Realms for quite some time. So that show is not canceled. It's just on a hiatus. And the show that will not be ending anytime soon is the Distump Podcast. I announced hey. it was ending. Fuck yeah. But it's not. Yeah, we're going to get a little more serious about this. I'm going to make some merch. Going to start being a little more social. I was getting a lot of shit about not promoting the show, which is <laughs> Disc Dump Pod. From me. Everything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just type in the Disc Dump with a C. If you're hearing this, you know how to find me. Audience, until next time, bye-bye. Mission accomplished, boys. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope you're enjoying the October episodes where we talk about the Masters of Horror. I just want you to know if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. On Twitter, I'm at the Disc Dump. On Instagram, Disc Dump Podcast. Facebook, the Disc Dump Podcast page. Or you can join the Disc Dump Podcast fans group and start the discussion. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you guys for listening. Have a googly Halloween.